Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Bake Podcast. My name is Peter. And my name is Serge. And my name is Boris. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we discuss emerging technology, human behavior, and what it means for the future. So uh, thanks, everybody, listening uh, for this episode, partly because I know this is going to be some of you, this is your first time coming into our episode, and we're very grateful you're taking time of your day to do so, as well as all of you that have been listening in now for potentially seven episodes seven episodes yeah uh side note just as a podcaster know that this tends to be the make it or break it episode that's right so if we have episode seven which is why we strategically did a part a part two yeah we kind of had to (laughs) we couldn't back out of that one so so yes everybody this is episode well part two of our talk on artificial intelligence and what I guess what that means for the future. So a recap quickly. Last episode, we were talking about the history of artificial intelligence. Yep. Yeah, we provided a little context of where it all began and kind of the fact that I guess it's been going on for for as long as, you know, humans have been alive in a sense. Right. Um, We've always wanted to automate machines and do all kinds of cool things with it. So we've been been working our way up from the ancient... uh, the ancient Greeks, all the way up to modern times. Which is crazy to think about the ancient Greeks with artificial intelligence. <laughs> Can you imagine, like... But rem- I, well, I remember saying, like, still don't understand how the pyramids were built. Right? I know. Well, can you imagine showing somebody from that period just a simple AI, like a chatbot, for example? Like, jeez. <laughs> what are they, they going to do then? Uh, they had some futuristic people back then, for sure. Yeah. We also wanted to update a little bit on um, a story that we mentioned last time, and, and Peter actually brought this up. It's the um, the AI playing in the poker tournament. Yes. So last yes. time we, we we talked about there's a there's a tournament going on where this AI um, is actually playing against a a bunch of you know experts in in, in Texas Hold'em. And so, do you want to give a recap on that, Peter? Well. <laughs> Yeah, so there was a gentleman who created this artificial intelligence uh, to play in a Texas Hold'em, No Limit Texas Hold'em tournament. And uh, currently right now, the most recent update we have is the artificial intelligence is is wrecking poker pros. Spanking them. As the title states. And uh, up to a <laughs> profit of $800,000, yeah. which... The last article we read was at seven hundred, so yeah. it, it's we know it's increasing, and uh, I'm ex- I want to break that down later, 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 okay. later, later. But we'll do that. Um, this is happening right now, like as we're speaking, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so we're sorry for those living listening to in the future. Well. I don't know. We'll probably give a recap maybe in some other episodes, maybe the update on that. Because yep. I'm curious where this is going to end up in the end. So, um, All right. So that was that was the previous episode. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today a little bit? Well, this, this time we're actually going to talk about the future. Okay. And how we see things coming along with artificial intelligence. And this is, I would say, if last episode was 
the history tying into the present, this was this is the episode where we take the present now moving into the future, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. based on different things that we have seen, and maybe we probably should just give a quick recap on what general AI is. Yeah, so general AI is essentially the let's just say we build a a program or a machine or something that essentially you can't tell the difference between a machine and a human. And it thinks in the way where um, it thinks uh, using kind of human, human, um, human behavior really. So it, it doesn't think like a computer. It thinks like a human. And so it'll have context. It'll have, um, it'll pull in all kinds of different things. And, and so that's kind of where, where people are getting scared at, at this point is we're having this capability to create something like that where, you know, it could potentially replace a human being with, you know, let's say a doctor or let's say scientist or something like that. So right. that's kind of the crazy part of that, about that. The, <laughs> now imagine an AI that understands the game of poker, like, to his fullest and now also understands banking. I, I mean, like what yeah. does that mean? Right. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so just trying to paint the picture of general AI there. All right. So we were going to break this down into two primary things we we're going to look at for the future of AI. Yeah. Probably partly because this is the present of AI right now. Right. Yeah. I think this is where we're going to see a lot of, um, groundbreaking things, um, in the near, in the near future. We're going to see, um, and, and again, I think there's a lot of different industries that AI will impact in the sense we're kind of getting to the point where we can't really run away from it anymore. No. <laughs> and I don't think we want to. I think it's it's going to help people um, and help us solve really problems that we that we could never have solved before as you know, as human beings. Right. But it's gonna allow us to shift our focus onto other things. And so one of those things that uh that I that really caught my attention is um, AI in medicine, and so we talked last time about Watson. So Watson is this supercomputer that IBM built, yeah. um, and you maybe have, you know, uh, have heard of Watson. You've, if you've ever seen Jeopardy, mm-hmm. uh, played against Ken Jennings, one of the best humans in Jeopardy, you know, and uh, so AI eventually Watson beat beat them, beat all the all the greatest players. And then what IBM started doing is, well, we can use Watson and the brains behind Watson to start impacting other um, industries. And one of them is the medical field. So um, I like to think that AI is going to become the new Dr. House. If you, have you ever seen House, MD? Have you seen that show? Well, he is a very uh, kind of... I'm say crass, but very sarcastic, straightforward doctor. Yeah, so he's like he's that doesn't just, really have a filter. No, he doesn't have a bedside manner. You know. Okay. That's, um, yeah, that's that's a medical medical phrase for that. No bedside manner. And what he does is he'll go in there and uh, <laughs> he'll be like, "Oh, I look, you know, I look at you." He'll he'll look at a patient and and provide a diagnosis. Um, you need to do this, like some give some crazy thing, like you need to eat. Uh, I don't know. I got a 
I got to find something on on uh, on the internet about some of his diagnosis, but he'll diagnose like leprosy, you know, and some of these things are hidden behind um, other symptoms that these people have. And and why I said that Watson is is basically a new doctor house is because this actually happened. So in what? real life, yeah. So listen to this. So there's a story where it comes from Japan and there's a lady that had, um, she had a form of, um, she, she had a form of leukemia. And so what, okay. what happened was the doctors were, were looking through, you know, her, her history. They were, um, diagnosing her, giving her all these treatments and essentially those treatments didn't work and she was, she was dying. And what they did was, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to upload like 20 million oncological records. So these are records of people getting treated with, you know, with uh, leukemia drugs, things like that. We're going to upload them to Watson and then let Watson go in there and, I don't know, re-diagnose, I guess. And the crazy thing is it actually worked. Um, It Watson discovered that the patient actually had a varying form of leukemia that uh, required a different treatment. So what they did was, okay, Watson provided not only the diagnosis, but the recommended treatment. And that treatment worked. And it's like, okay, so a computer just told doctors what to do instead of doctors trying to figure it out the old-fashioned way that we've been doing it for, for thousands of years. And on a lot of levels, that makes sense to me, you know, like we, we, we know, okay, we, we have all these fitness trackers. We know, okay, you burn, you know, whatever calories a month you burn. We know like to the minute details and sometimes, and some of it's, it can be off a little bit, but we know all these crazy stats. Like we know, um, your Uber ride, for example, is, you know, on average, it's going to come. 3.27 3.27 minutes after you order the ride or something like that, right? So why can we not know some of these specific medical things? And I think this is just really the beginning of us using AI, um, not only for diagnosis, but for treatment as well, for, for, for recommending treatments. And that's, I would say that is exciting. Yeah. I mean, if you knew that there was a, a system that could with extreme accuracy diagnose your illness and maybe even discover or tell you of the potential illnesses that um, you might have that are extremely rare if that makes like i mean Mm -hmm. there's common ones right but sometimes maybe we get caught up in this common symptoms when actually it is a a rare form of i don't know strep throat or something weird like that right yeah yeah that is cool. Yeah, and so um, I just did a little bit more research, and and IBM is actually um, using Watson, and they're partnering with um, with uh, <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> Memorial Sloan Kettering, which is one of the best and really one of the original cancer institutes in the U.S. And they're working with them to start feeding and training uh, Watson to to better help them out in their jobs, which is really really exciting. <laughs> You know, we've we've moved so far in cancer research over, I mean, over the last couple of decades. Like, this is just the next big leap, I think, for us. 
not only specific to cancer, but for other things. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting to, to see Watson and, and hopefully other competitors and other, you know, AI systems being built soon that will, that will help doctors and diagnose things. And, you know, I think that we're going to get to a point where the doctor is not going to make the diagnosis anymore. I just honestly believe that we're going to feed your data to a computer or to an iPad or to something. And then boom, you're going to know exactly what's wrong with you. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to that think, isn't like it? like a massive disruption. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to have doctors panhandling, you know, on the freeway. That's not going to happen. Um, the job just shifts. What? Okay. You know, the job, the job requirements have to shift and change, and so all right, maybe all this, right, all right, future sir, what, what's it going to well, shift to? Maybe what it is is they have more capacity now to see more patients, mm-hmm. so we can see we can say it's saving us a lot of time. We don't have to you know do tons of tests and wait a few weeks. We can actually diagnose you in a half an hour. Right. Well, you're right. They can probably see more patients. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I would say currently right now. AI does not have the emotion of empathy. Yes, that's right? correct. That is yeah. correct. We, uh, <laughs> and I think it's going to be a while before AI learns empathy. <laughs> if it does, even that's <laughs> is that a scary thought, uh, Peter? That's a scary thought. What does Boris think? I wonder. Uh, yeah, what does Boris think? I don't like this. <laughs> this is very hard. What happened to times when things were simple? You know, like, I come to you, I bring you chocolates as doctor, and you give me treatment. Why not? Right, right. I don't know. <laughs> Some, uh... So, um, you know, just diving well, in a little well, bit. With I, for one, like the natural, the natural the approach. The natural approach, yeah. Yeah. I don't need systems to interfere with my life. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the the wavelengths just disturb my me disturb me i don't need conspiracies to i i don't know i just because uh, what you're talking about is a is a disruption it it is it is but in it, it isn't as well because think of it as a you know think of it as a new tool well, I, I should probably state, when I say disruption, just like the word consequence, mm-hmm. most people assume bad, yeah. right? Yeah. Technically, it's just a term. Right. Uh, I mean, it does sound like a bad thing. So, like, okay, for but, example. But disruption in this case, I mean, is this could be a really great thing. Okay. Right? I, I agree with you on okay. that. I, I do. I was ready to defend myself here, Peter. All right. Okay. No. Um <laughs> I think a lot of the doctors that I've seen like um, interviews of, and, and they're talking about AI, they're not scared at all. Like they're they're saying that this is this is going to be a great new tool that it actually allows us to be more accurate, to make treatments cheaper, and be more. I mean, just be more efficient and in, in, in everything. So, and that's really what patients <laughs> and doctors really want. Okay, I do that. Okay, do that on this. And I don't want to keep interrupting you because, but I feel like this is really important to note. Okay, okay? Uh, I can see why doctors appreciate this, just because even my wife is a nurse. Mm-hmm. Like you have to carry some level 
of insurance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, call, maybe I'm wrong on this, but sometimes I feel like the AI could be like a scapegoat. Yeah. Kind of like... Well, I I had too much to drink. That was that was the drink talking type thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, this also could mean you didn't follow the AI, you didn't listen to it. Yeah. yeah. And that could that could maybe end up being a. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine that, but that could be a really serious offense. I like, know. are you going to be ethically responsible to follow the diagnosis that the AI provides? Is that right. what you're saying, basically? Right, and then. Okay. Because there's also, I feel like these guys are going to say, I appreciate what the AI is telling me. I can actually see what's going. But based on my gut and the history of what I have already done in my past, it does conflict slightly. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious. I don't feel like that's going to have to get ironed out at some point in time. It will. Yeah. But this is, we. I talked about this. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. I don't know what episode, but this is a great point of if you can keep your health in the mm-hmm. next 10 to 20 years... Sure, we're going to live a long time, man. I think so. Barring um, wars or bombs or, new, I mean, like all that type of jazz. But yeah. Um, I have a future breakdown that I'm going to save till the end. All right. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be kind of a wild, um, wild supposition, I guess. Okay. But we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, and so there's really a couple possible applications that I think would happen with, with AI and medicine. So we've got, number one, we've got, population management. So identifying risks, um, determining who is at risk and identifying interventions. So imagine this, we feed a database of people and their health um, stats, like their weight, you know, where they're from, some of their genetic background and anonymize all of it. But then we feed it to the AI. We want to be safe. And privacy. Yeah. And then it starts running the numbers and starts saying, hey, like, this is the trend that we're seeing. If you're this age, you know, let's say you're you're in your mid-30s, by age 45, you know, 10% of your, your kin or 10% of your relatives have had this kind of, a, you know, sickness or this kind of diagnosis. Like, this would allow us to... To really, and I think insurance adjusters would love this too, because right. now you're like, okay, we we know the risk. We we're not guessing. We're not using a risk table. We know exactly what the risk is. So, uh, that's. A, yeah. I think one of the things that I'll add to that is just the fact. Right now, uh, I'm wearing a Fitbit device. Fitbit, right? And I am, I'm keeping track of this my, show is not my sponsored data. by Fitbit. By it's the way, it's not sponsored by Fitbit. But Fitbit, hundred bucks, <laughs> hundred bucks. Ah, I'm copying that from a Ray Edwards podcast. Sorry, everybody. Um, anyways, this Fitbit is tracking all this information mm-hmm. on my activity. Yep. I'm also providing it information, which I never thought. Really, oh, what does Fitbit do with this information? But I'm telling it like what I'm intaking, even what foods I'm eating mm. specifically, right? Mm-hmm. And so now imagine an AI who can. See, this is where I struggle. You're because we're talking about well, you know, just give a generic mm-hmm. information. But <laughs> if, if we want it to be helpful, we we kind of want it to be tailored to ourselves, right? Well, I think there's two levels. There's the level of the personal, so it's you, right? right. Your information. Then your information gets um, 
anonymously send. There has to be some kind of a sending between. Scrambler. Yeah, like you're scrambling it from you to the AI brain, and then when it finds a match, it it doesn't know who it's sending. It, it, there has to be some kind of mechanism that says it doesn't know who it's sending the information back to. And it'll say, like, you know, I can imagine one day you're getting a, a text that says, hey, we ran the numbers, you're you're at risk for, you know, high cholesterol or something like that. I could really see Apple doing this. They're already right, doing it actually. Right they now, have right? um they have with the Apple it's, Watch, they've got some of the um some of the tests that you can clinical run. Clinical trials, right? Yeah, clinical trials. Like that's amazing. That just I mean, it's just amazing what that piece of technology, what it would take researchers, you know, months and months to to get right. people to sign up for these things. People are doing it overnight. Like thousands of people are signing up for a clinical trial, which is just nuts. So I think we're going to get smarter with that. Um, the second thing I was going to mention is yeah. care management. So designing care plans for individual patients and closing any gaps in care. So again, you, you're you not going to the doctor and they're just prescribing you a specific thing, but they're actually, the AI would be able to tell you to a dosage amount, like here, you need to the milliliter amount, you need this much of this, this, and this. Which is really great because that's where a lot of people, you know, they're like, I know my grandma, for example, she has some health issues and right. she's always having to up her dosage because it's not correct. And then there's kind of, there's got to be a balance between that correct dosage and having the balance between, um, you know, making it where it's, where it's stream streamlined enough, I guess. Right. So. No, I, I can see that. And, uh, okay, so final story on, on the AI is patient self-management. This is nuts. So <laughs> we all know Bing, right? Bing is the uh, competitor to Google search engine. Right. So there was a story recently that um, Bing based, they, they were able to uh, provide some AI work to Bing itself, and they were able to find clues for cancer in people's search queries before the person even knew they had cancer. So they sampled, um, a, a, yeah, they analyzed large samples of data, search, search and queries really, and they were able to find people who were suffering from pancreatic cancer even before they received a diagnosis. Like, that is nuts. Well, that's, that's great though. I mean, that's, that's yeah. preventative care. But would you want Bing Insurance to tell you, hey. companies would pay for that. I know. What would you want Bing to tell you? You've got cancer. I mean, not in those terms. Well, but, you know, seems as... uh, maybe not. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you're I gonna, advertise on Bing, so you're gonna want. I mean, Bing, not nothing against Bing because Google can right. probably do the same thing too, yeah, and right. so can everyone else. But would you want a search engine telling you you have cancer? My goodness. I don't know. It's, some, it's a good question to think about, you it, know, and just, just uh, how far we've gone along with, and in a sense, how predictable we are too, right? Because you're typing in, you know, a query like my my side hurts, and then you're typing in something, and then you're doing a, you know, re- revision of that search term, and you're doing something else, and then you're doing, and using the AI, they can figure out, well... If this happened and then this happened and then you search for this, it most likely points to cancer, which is kind of crazy, I think. Right. So, 
I don't uh, know. Also very cool, though. It is, yeah. So um, medical industry overall is, I think, glad and rightly so is going to be getting a lot of awesome tools in the next coming years with AI, with Watson, with other with other systems that are built to to help out. So <laughs> we're entering a new era. We enter a new area. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad we spent a lot of time on that because I think that is the one that of the two things, the second thing we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about is cars. But I think medical is something that affects everyone for mm-hmm. sure, right? Yeah. So, huh, boy. Really, just digesting all that right now. It's it's kind of a lot. It um, it is a lot, but I think again in the in the short term, we're just we're just starting the the groundwork. I mean, for, I get for this. Like, I feel like we're going to go to a mall, and while we're shopping, we're just going to stop by the kiosk. Yeah, and get a quick checkup. We're just going to get scanned by a a um, you know camera somewhere, and they should they'll be able to tell you what's going on with you. I don't know, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, having kids and all that type of stuff when you have sickness and I would like an affordable way to bring get my kids checked out and not have to wait till the morning or right. the afternoon. There is a very good friend of mine who is an uh, hospital administrator. And one of the things that he would say, you know, if you're a business, the thing that you want is you want your equipment working 24-7. Yeah, right? totally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like AI might be the bridge for that to kind of start happening. Otherwise, our our nature is to. I have to take off work right yeah. between eight and five. Yeah, and this yeah. is like a way that you have to sh- like plan around your whole day. You plan around your whole day because the hassle. Because doctors want to have a life too. Yeah, I understand that. So. Yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff, Serge. So yeah, let's talk about cars. Cars. Okay. Um. This is cool, and also once again might make your head spin a little bit. So. We talked about CES a couple, two episodes ago, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember if we actually talked about, I don't think this is one of our top 10 things. I remember thinking I put it down as one of mine, then I backed it out. But I reread some of this stuff. And here's the thing, NVIDIA, which is a historically gaming uh, company, they're the ones who create the video cards that go into computers, typically that power things, like your monitor and stuff like that, but... Uh, but they're the ports that also provide a lot of gaming infrastructure and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, NVIDIA and Audi, the car company, are, are working together to create this really cool car for 2020. And that's going to be fully autonomous, level four autonomy, which level four autonomy means we don't need to be present really necessarily. So no steering wheel, right? No st- well... <laughs> Maybe I'm trying to remember. I think you're right, though. We wouldn't. We wouldn't we would need, need to actually do anything. Yeah. Okay, that's a great question. I feel like I should know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. Maybe you can look that up while I'm talking yeah. here. Uh, but as I'm, re- as I'm rereading this, the scary, the scary part was like in this like one sentence in the paragraph to me that just kind of popped out. And while they're while they're working on this thing together, and I don't know why they say 2020 because they say. Within four days, they, the AI learned to drive. Four days. And I was like, four days? Wow. What? I, I just... That's amazing to me. <laughs> it took me four months to learn how to drive. 
you know, four days, and then put in um, like learning how to drive stick. That was another story. No, no given. I don't know if that means like, oh, I, this is how you turn. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I don't really, I don't know if that really matters. Like that's that's quick. No matter how far you think, whatever they meant by like learn to drive really was that. That's amazing. We we talked about in one of the previous the last episode how with Google in the past creating that language mm-hmm. tool that learned to create its own language to translate, yeah, to translate yeah. everything. Amazing. Yeah, so level 4 I looked it up here. Okay. It's uh it's basically it's fully autonomous. Fully autonomous, yeah. Yep. yep. But what it is is it's designed to perform it all at all safety critical driving functions and monitor roadway conditions for an entire trip. However, it's important to note that this is limited to the operational design domain, ODD, of the vehicle, meaning it, it does not cover every driving scenario. So You still would need a... So, you yeah, you'd still need a driver, but um, level five is really where it's at. That's where you, you want, you know, you step into the car and you, you know, you have a recliner seat in there and you're just like, you're just chilling and you're driving to work. Because then at that point, it can conceivably you know, work through every single driving scenario. So like you're making a, a left turn and then you change your mind and you want to do a right turn and then there's a pedestrian and you're like, you have to recalculate. So that's where where some of that level five stuff comes into play, I think. <laughs> it's funny. I, I know that I've heard some people maybe, I don't know if I've really actually, never mind. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody talk about level five autonomy. I feel like level four autonomy is stretching the human mind right now. It, it is. Totally is. Yeah. Right. And yep. level five is, I want to say, the last chink in the armor of you have control. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a... <laughs> it's going to obsolete some things. I, I think we're going to obsolete steering wheels. I really do. Oh, my goodness. We're not going to have steering wheels because no, we don't need them. drive, Serge. Driving is going to be a a luxury. This last weekend... No, last... I literally recorded myself on Instagram Live saying, "I always sometimes I really look forward to Sunday drives <laughs> in the afternoon." Yeah. Now I suppose the comeback might be like, "Well, you just won't be driving this time, right? You'll actually be enjoying the scenery." Yeah, that's very true. But <sighs> yeah, it's 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 a lot to process. I think, and I think we're getting we're we're close to. We're getting close to level four with some of the um, some of the recent innovations with Tesla. Um, you know they're push they're make they're making a huge push on you know level level four. Um, they're really trying to get that out there, and so it's going to be it's going to be an exciting race, I think. And we'll get there. That's that's the crazy part is maybe you know think back like five years ago. Yeah, that that was never on really anyone's radar like self-driving cars yeah it was, it was a fun experiment and google did this funny looking car right you know but then you're like well this is in production like i'm not driving anymore that's just that's just crazy <laughs> so all right so moving forward with a little bit, a couple things yeah one other thing that came out from ces ces was the what was it I have the wrong link here. I'm thinking it was pretty sure it was Toyota. UE. UE. So UE was, is this concept of basically like a hologram 
but from what I'm understanding, like an interactive AI that you interact, like that understands you. Hmm. Um, and it's artificial intelligence in the vehicle and is very, very, uh, is it, is it kit? Is that what the show used to be about with the Knight Rider? Knight Rider. Yeah. Kit was the name of the, okay. was the name of the car. Yep. To me, I really was painted. I really got that picture painted in my image, in my, in my mind, excuse me. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. That's always one thing I'm curious about. But what it also did remind me of is we talked a little bit about how with Apple, when you type in something, mm-hmm. it's understood some artificial intelligence of what the history is and what you like to say and things like that, mm-hmm. and it programs yeah. it into it. I I saw this just like that in my mind when it comes to your car. You walk in, it knows who you are, it recognizes who you are, and there's maybe some bio biometric things, almost like you know the, with that little thumbprint that starts everything up. That just like yeah, I know you. Um, so and, like car thefts and your spouse or your friends or whatever st- st- stand in, get in there and it knows who they are too. So like car thefts potentially wouldn't happen in the future. Is that what you're saying? If I think has it's going to be harder cars. and harder to steal a car. It is, yeah. I agree with that. Totally agree with that. And how do you how do you even hotwire? <laughs> I mean, like it's <laughs> you don't hotwire, Peter. You hack it now. You're gonna have to hack it. You have to hack it. You can't hotwire it. And will you then be able to say, "Oh, Toyota, give give access to Surge as you are across oh, yeah. the other side of the world, so you can drive it." That's that's a cool idea. Um, that's pretty cool. What I still think is interesting is I, I talk about this, and we've talked about Uber in the sense of like cars being taken away, people not wanting to drive as much. But this still paints the picture like this is a personalized vehicle, at least in the next five years, right? Yeah. And I, I'm, I still think to myself, you know, there is something there. There's something there to be said about you may not necessarily be driving it hands-on, but it's still your vehicle, and it's still a customization of who you are. Yeah. So I, I did, I did find that interesting. Just a side note. Um, some things right now that just with artificial intelligence, Tesla is very, you know, understanding the data, looking into it. Artificial intelligence. I mean, learning, learn a car figuring out the brake before the accident even really happens. Did you see that video? Yeah, that video was that's last month, right? Yeah. That's nuts. Within the last month, this has come out. Yeah. You, you can watch the video and the car breaks before the accident happens. Yeah. We'll have a link in our show notes for that. And that's when I, I will admit that kind of made me a believer to say, okay. It's here safety. To stay. Yeah. Yeah. I would want that. I don't want my kids or I don't want myself getting hit or hitting somebody. Making a an accident even worse. I... I <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's part of it. The another stage of this is that with all these cars and now with Wi-Fi coming into existence, hmm. and think about with the concept of how even Google and Facebook it seems to be, and some other ones that I just found recently, I don't know the name of, that seem to be launching satellites and almost creating this web across the Earth. Yeah, it's going to be just full full Wi-Fi. Well, Elon Musk is doing that. You know that. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Elon, Elon. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Thank you, Elon. And now imagine 
all of a sudden these cars now integrated with Wi-Fi. And I even think even retrofitting some old cars on this, right? Yeah. That they actually are now communicating with each other. In this yeah. Inner, inner, this inner web on the ground. As they're driving. As saying, they're driving. Right? I mean, you, you and I know already that when we have our phones, it will say, hey, access Wi-Fi to get even better precision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to even satellite, I guess, right? So what's a real-world example of, of that? Like right now? Well. Or like future example? Future or right now. Well, this, this just how, goes how on to the, the whole issue of with braking and things like that. Right now, the car is responding to the environment it sees around itself. It's To a certain extent, it seems in its immediate presence, mm-hmm. right? Now, imagine these cars talking with each other. And I think a great example is... I don't know that you're ever going to – I feel like Mother Nature is always going to do something that's going to really wreck things in some capacity. I mean there are horror videos of watching right. cars and semis just slam into the back end of each other just over and over again. And there's nothing – not even autonomy, so, autonomy could, could straighten that mess out. But what it could do now is say, hey, cars, a mile back, you need to slow down now. And just start breaking wow. right away. Yeah. Okay. And now that pile up, instead of it being like, I don't know, 30, 50 cars, is now five. Wow. And so, like, I can even see the pile up happens. Five cars get crashed, right? And then you've got the Wi Fi telling all the other cars to start funneling in a different direction. Right. And basically, you're not going to stop. You're just going to well, keep going. Dang. That's I crazy. don't know. That's maybe. So no more. There's rush- actually part of me that also thinks it's set, you know almost like a. Can you imagine like, like we see having airplanes? Please remain seated. Right. Put your seatbelt on. Right. I mean, you probably will still be wearing it anyways, but uh, you know, warnings like that. Um, or as some of these futuristic movies say, brace for impact. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, do, I mean. If it knows this is inevitable, we'll let you know be able to say that. That's that's kind of crazy. So no more Russian uh, car crash compilations anymore. <laughs> how Sorry, does, this is a really long episode. How does Boris feel about that? <laughs> I don't like this. I like to watch these videos sometimes, and they're good. Right? Yeah. No more car crash videos. <laughs> People will laugh at them. Laugh at what we used to drive back in the day and the accidents we would get in. Oh. I did want to ask you about something that you um, that you talked about, Peter, and this kind of got me really thinking when you mentioned this, is these cars are getting tons and tons and tons of data, um, yes. video data. Mm-hmm. They're getting LiDAR, which is like light radar, basically. Well, so the video we watch of Tesla's yeah. from the actual cameras. Yeah, right? so you're seeing like cameras mounted on these um, vehicles. All over the place. All over. Full and 360. So, full 360, basically. What did what did you what did you say? I I actually started to believe that if you take if you take all the smartphones in the world mm-hmm. and then you take all these now cars. Now cars. This isn't this isn't even like street like cameras. This is like full on cars. Okay. Can you ever get away with anything? Yeah. That's that's And now and like I said earlier, just now imagine all these cars talking with each other. Um 
you could I, I just I just and even I even think of myself even if somehow you're able to escape some things based on maybe data they could actually figure out your path of how you did it hmm. and then get even more clues as to maybe who you might be or whatever or stuff like that like I don't I just don't imagine if all these cars that are out there have cameras on every single edge of itself mm-hmm. to paint the like a full 360 view of itself yeah i mean can you rob a can you even rob a bank right no i i, I well you can't you can try but you're gonna get caught yeah because then there'll and this is the this is the scary thought i had was like exactly like you described it somebody's robbing a bank or um i don't know somebody's getting beat up on the side of the road well there's five cars that drove by all five cars had different vantage points of that and are we going to get to the point where we're going to be asked for subpoenas for for that for that information? Like, is the courts going to say, "Hey, Tesla"? I know. I hey, and I actually GM, tried to do. I tried to do some digging on that, anyways, just to think about that. And I, I can't. I can't. The only thing, and this came from a show, so for what that's worth, mm-hmm. but there was this concept of. They arrest or they they confiscate data based on a different a different reason, but that data can then be used for other cases. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like they seize your car because the 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 headlamp was out, or get a ticket and then request data or something like that. Right. Right. But what that does is it gives them access to now no data for another case. You know, so. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that's a scary and un- that's really an unknown at this point. I think completely unknown. And we, like I said, most cars don't have that right now. Right. But as you start looking at the change, I mean, I would say already just based on the fact that what we've seen with just smartphones and cameras, we've been able to paint a lot of pic- different pictures of scenarios and mm-hmm. it's been i think it's in some cases harder for criminals to get away with things yeah but that also the question then becomes of your whole privacy in your life anyways yeah um i i don't like to, it's like can you ever get away with anything and not that i think and that's hard for me to say well you shouldn't be doing something wrong in the first place mm-hmm. but i don't feel like if people want big brother on that level I could be wrong, but right now some people do. Some people do, but some people want to trade. Okay, security mid, or mid, liberty for Midwest security. person speaking here, kind of heartland area. I yeah. don't. I don't think that we do here. I don't think so either. That would not go over well. No. And maybe it's a case by case scenario or a state by state thing. Where, like in California, yes, we're going to use video data from these autonomous cars. And in South Dakota, where we live, that's just not going to pass. As a bill. Right. You know? I, yeah. I, 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 I even feel like this is something that when it comes to regardless of what political affiliation you are, it this isn't this isn't a like a thing. Like if you're a Democrat, you want this. If you're a Republican, you want yeah. that. Yeah. There's no clear boundary. There's yet. no clear boundary yeah. on that, right? Totally. So um, uh, that's... I don't know. I, I've learned that, especially when you think about AI now, as it like becomes more intelligent over time, you just got to be aware, maybe a little more of your privacy than you, 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 yeah. 
you were you weren't before. So, anyways, so that's we're gonna end it there on the camera side of things. Um, I'm gonna wrap that up into my future breakdown. Okay. I'm gonna go first. Go ahead. You go second. Does that sound okay? So, my future breakdown. I wanted to talk about two different things: my future excitements and my concerns. Uh, future excitements is definitely. Um, things like what Serge said earlier, health awareness. I said that before we really dived into it, and I'm even more excited about that. Um, there's a part of me that gets really, really pumped up for a system to be able to analyze my history, who I am, and um, know 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 who I'm all about, like and know my history, know what I need, and I just think that's going to be great. That's and it's very personal. Uh, but I think everybody would like to know a little bit more about their health. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. So concerns. Uh, and maybe it was just the title of this. <laughs> but this poker thing that's going on right now. Artificial intelligence is about to conquer poker, but not without human help. Now, regardless of what the article says, all right, I this is what it dawned on me. Okay. Okay. There's still a little bit of programming going into this. Oh, this really? AI stuff, right? Okay. Right? There's maybe still some boundaries being set. So general AI, general AI is like, oh my goodness, this thing is like a human. Yeah. It can program yeah. itself. It'll actually, yeah, exactly. Currently right now, we are programming to look at specific circumstances. But you know what it's going to do? It's going to make it even smarter. Well, uh, yeah, Next okay. Round, right? Yeah, that's, Next like I said, we're that's that's getting... That's, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy life while you can people yeah. <laughs> doom and gloom just gonna you know hang out and just not gonna partake in this uh i don't know this stuff is influenced by humans to this right now yeah okay and even if down the road it can figure things out better i, I just i've come to realize there's a human controlling how this AI looks at things. And just like the internet, just like non, non, uh, animate, is that the word? Object? Like a rock? Inanimate. Inanimate. Like it's a tool. You can bang on something to put a stake in the ground. Mm-hmm. Or you can you can beat somebody with a rock or throw it at her. That's somebody, true, right? That is true. Yeah. And so there's a part of me thinks that in this current state there's this concept of what do we need? You just need to be aware. That's my concern. Is what is the overall end goal of that? Because this isn't like a bunch of people studying you specifically. This is a this is a person. This is a a system that is probably. 100 times 100 people studying the situation. Oh, yeah. Right? At least. At and least. getting better and understanding it clearer as time goes along. Yeah. So that's my concern. Okay. I, I And I don't – and I'm going to say this. I'm not a conspiracy or anything like that. I, I just know that that's why when we played an – can I even pull this up right now? There was a – uh, and we've seen that in technology generally and globalization. It can suppress wages. And so we're going to have to develop new social constructs in order to 
embrace fully and, and, and optimize uh, this, this new technology. Um, and Obama, this is a clip from Obama talking about artificial intelligence and talking about the future of it. Um, maybe we'll find some clips of Trump talking about it now. I don't know. But obviously, this, like, like you talked about earlier, this is a disruption mm-hmm. of, of the system. And as this one guy from MIT that was brought on to talk about it, Joey, um, he talked about how we need to be on top of this because if we're not, other people can use this for evil. Yeah. And and that's where I realized avoiding it and acting like I don't want to participate in it is the wrong action. In one sense, down the road, this is maybe the militaristic side of things, and I don't like to dwell on this just because I... I don't imagine, but it's now going to be AI competing against AI. Hmm. In the military, you're saying? In the military. so Like country's AI versus country B's AI? Yes. Right? Wow. Um, That's an interesting thought, too. I, it's not... There may always be a little bit of a human in, um, element We're seeing involved. seeing less and less humans involved. Right. You know, with the, the drone pilots that are... You know, piloting a drone and then they're going, they're getting off and they're going to their kids, you know, soccer game. Well, and we, <laughs> people are freaked out with the concept of a, a drone fly, flying, not, not just a drone, but like an AI flying yeah. an actual like F-16. That's, And yeah. uh, these are hu- humanless uh, planes. So yeah. anyways. Well, my future breakdown is, um, it's along the medical discussion that we had a little earlier and really... This is kind of, okay, this is maybe a stretch at this point. Maybe we won't see this for another, I don't know, 15 to 20 years. But uh, have you heard of something called CRISPR, Peter? No. Okay. CRISPR. CRISPR. CRISPR CRISPR-Cas9 is really what it's called. Um, And I think we're going to do an episode about this. This is fascinating. This is like the medical discovery of the century, like no joke. And so what CRISPR is, it stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that I don't know what that means. Basically, CRISPR is this gene editing tool that they found that um, how how it works is, you know, your genes have repeated sequences. Okay, wait, I have heard of this. Okay, you probably heard of it. Or or in a different application probably, if we keep going. And so, like, let's say you're, a virus is um, inserts itself into your DNA sequence. Yes. So it creates a spacer between these repeats. And again, we'll go into this in a later episode. But mm-hmm. this system called CRISPR-Cas9 um, can actually target, can find that specific virus in your gene and actually snip it out. So it's a gene editing tool. And the moment I started doing some research on this AI, I'm like, AI plus CRISPR. That's the future. So AI is going to do the lifting of, okay, you're a you know 31-year-old male. Here's okay. some of your habits. Yep. You know, Here's where you're predestined for, or you're not predestined, but pre-exposed to, I guess. Yep. Right? You have these potential things that could go wrong with you, these sicknesses, these diseases, before they even form. Right that AI is going to feed that into a tool, which will then, using CRISPR technology, go in there, 
edit your genes. <laughs> I was like, that is just so While I'm alive? crazy that'll probably work. Wait, let me back up. While I'm alive? Yeah. There, so there, I will be able to manipulate my genes while I'm alive? Technically, yes. Um, oh, what? I could be I could be wrong on that, but from what I've seen so far, yes. And again, we're uh, going to do We a, never imagined that before, did we're we? We're going to do a, a really in-depth um, episode on CRISPR because it's just, it's just amazing what it can do. But um, oh my goodness. it's so crazy that it might work. <laughs> and uh, there's this, you know, there's that, there's that <laughs> level of tailoring or targeting your, your diagnosis and your treatment yes. that I think you're going to have both components, AI and CRISPR, really just hopefully start eradicating diseases that we've, you know, we've been fighting for 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 ages. So that's my future take. I think uh, the concern that I have with AI in general is um, it gets to the point where it's so smart that it replicates itself and rebuilds itself and re, um, I, don't know, I guess, juices itself up with more data, more knowledge that it gets to, to be out of hand. Right. And like we heard in that last last clip in the last episode, someone's going to be there having to pull the plug on this because I mean, you could think of this is where all the movies have all their doomsday scenarios, but um, we're we're basically at possibly that point where we just we just need to approach it in a smart way. Um, open AI is something that Elon Musk has has started working on, and and it's just basically building a framework for a friendly AI where we don't let it get to the point where it's so advanced that it can just replicate and. And do all these crazy things. So, okay, yeah. Let's let me let's add let's add. Um, I know it's getting late, but I think we need to add one more thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> and everybody, this is probably not going to be the typical episode length, but I think this is something that we really wanted to yeah. talk about um, because hopefully this helps to paint a picture for you. And this is where the application, um, current and maybe future application. So hopefully, things that we've talked about here. I like to think, number one, you probably don't need to go as deep as we ever went into it. But mm-hmm. the number one thing here just to think about is is uh, maybe recognizing AI just in and of itself right yeah. now, right? Yep. So your phone right now yep. is artificial intelligence. Yeah, to a degree. To a degree. And um, that means that your data is helping help AI become smarter. And that's a good, that can be a good or a bad thing, depending right. on how you look at it. So just being aware of your privacy. Now, we all like convenience, so <laughs> that's something I got to think about. But that would say that's just for everybody just to just to keep in mind from time to time. Uh, the second thing is like application in almost the business world. As this continues to, to come forth, listen – as much as we like to get worried about a general AI, like a, almost a doomsday scenario, mm-hmm. I want to also think about the great potential here. We talked about two industries right now, car and health. Yeah. And there are specific niches even inside those industries that if you can figure out a way to either create or program something along this lines that it could be – it could help humanity as a whole would be amazing or just even a certain portion of humanity. That's fine. Yeah. Or a different industry completely that 
I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think about with Elon Musk solar panels. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, guess what? They're probably going to be collecting data on that stuff too, right? Probably. So what does that mean? I mean, we can't, we don't, I can't even tell you what it would mean, but there's probably some stuff there that we're going to learn that's going to be like, oh, it can be more efficient X. Yeah. Or, and so taking something that is most people wouldn't think about, but that helps improve life, reduce, reduce costs, make things more convenient, save time. See if you can think of something that comes up there for some of you that are really, I don't know. Yeah, think about futuristic entrepreneurial minded. So think about this in your field, really in your in your line of work. Yeah, in your line of work. That's a great. How does that? How you know? You're let's say you're a truck driver. (laughs) That field is going to get disrupted, (laughs) big time. Um, Auto. Yeah, exactly. Self driving trucks. Um, You're a you know let's say you're I don't know marketing marketing guy or a marketing gal and you're you know you're building websites. How does AI? start changing that whole experience and that whole process um how do you market now now right. that we know more more information about you know um people's habits and different things like that like it's just it it really can like you said improve the world and make things more convenient um and there's a trade off mm-hmm. i believe yep and so aligning yourself with with companies and and systems that have less of a trade-off, I think it's going to be a winner, even though they might, and I'm thinking really of Apple right here at this point. Mm-hmm. Apple, they do collect data on you, but I mean, they've gone through painstakingly not publishing, not using that data in, in the sense that like Google or Facebook uses the data. Right. They just, I mean, that's, that's how they make their money is from your data. I don't know if you knew that, but Google makes their money by reading your emails, really. Yeah. As an advertiser, I I need your data to help make my yeah. ads work. And it's not necessarily wrong, but that's just their model. Right. Whereas face or whereas Apple, you you're buying a really expensive device, and that's really how they make their money is through the device. And Quality so their hardware. Yeah. Yep. So their their business plan is different, and they have to get creative too because they don't want to sell your data down the stream, but they also want to use it to better, you know to have a better predictive keyboard or have, um, you know, to know where your car is parked, things like that. You know, we're going to see a lot of, a lot of updates, I think. So agreed. Yeah. Well, that's exciting a, times. That's a, that's a lot of stuff to think about. Well, slightly to, scary times, but to, mostly exciting times. Yeah. <laughs> but we think it's, uh, we think for the, for the most part, it's going to be a good, um, at least I do. It's going to be a good, you know, next couple of years, and we're going to see a lot of, a lot of amazing things come out. I think. So yeah, I think so too. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for listening. Truly appreciate it. one of our longer episodes, but hopefully you got some great value out of it. For those of you listening for the first time, thanks for sticking all the way through it. Uh, we hope you go and check out more episodes and future episodes down the line. Our goal is to have this out every Wednesday morning. Yep. So yep. bear with us if that doesn't quite happen every now and then. But right now, we're we're on. We're on it. We're on it. We're keeping each other accountable. We so. are. We're keeping each other accountable. All yeah. right, Serge, where can they find us? Yeah, so you can find us on futurebreak.net is our web address. And uh, you can find all of our social media out there. But, you know, you can uh, subscribe to us on Twitter. We're at futurebreakpod. That's P-O-D. Um, you can find us on Facebook, um, Instagram. 
And again, like I said, our website has all of our connections. Um, and really, we'd love for you to subscribe for, to us on iTunes and give us a rating. That just uh, that's just going to help us and, and help other people discover future break. And and uh, one thing we always like to ask you guys is just to give us your feedback and Absolutely. tell us what you want to hear about because we'll we'll do the research. We'll do the uh, you know. We'll do the show, and uh, we like to like to get back that kind of feedback. So, yeah, yes. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. In. We'll see you again next week. Have a magical day. All right. <laughs>